This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. If 2016 was the year of Trump, 2018 was the year of the progressive woman. The president, his regressive policies, and his misogynistic tendencies helped unleash a political movement of women, the likes of which we haven't seen for decades. Not only did women come out in huge numbers at the polls, they also ran for and won office in record numbers. And they're also taking lead roles in important political organizing and advocacy efforts. My next two guests are at the forefront of that movement, hoping to further those gains in the 2020 election. I am pleased to be joined by Shannon Watts, who's the founder of Moms Demand Action. Shannon, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you for having me. And with us also is Lily Herman. She is the founder of Get Her Elected, which helps progressive women candidates win elective office. Lily, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So, uh, Shannon, I'll start with you. Talk about how you view the 2018 election and the narrative about women becoming even more powerful as a block of voters. Well, we've definitely seen that, particularly around our issue, which is uh, addressing gun violence in this country. We see that it is the number one issue for suburban women across party lines. Um, It is also always the top of issues for women of color who are voting. And so if we can galvanize around this issue, be educated about our candidates and where they stand on it, um, we will win again Uh, in 2018. We outspent the gun lobby. We also outmaneuvered them. We flipped the makeup of seven state legislatures to be what we call gun sense majorities. And that was because of the work of women across the country. Um, I always say that women are committed to doing the unglamorous heavy lifting of activism. And they wake up every single day and, and figure out ways to find time to do this work. And when our families and our communities are in danger, that won't stop. Uh, Lily, what do you think of what happened uh, in 2018 and how it kind of casts forward to the conversation we're about to have uh, in 2020? Yeah, I think uh, building on what Shannon was saying, we saw this huge groundswell of um, a mixture of motivation, of anger, a lot of things spilling over from 2016 and even before that. Uh, and, and a lot of it was uh, run by women. I'd say also something that's really important is you know, there's been a lot of focus on Congress and what's happening at the federal level. But we saw huge gains, uh, not just from women supporters, but women running at the local and state levels as well, which is super, super critical. Uh, You know, grassroots organizing is the key to really great, um, you know, political change. Yeah. Uh, How confident are the two of you that what was building in 2018 will actually have the same effect or maybe even a greater effect Uh, in 2020. Shannon? Well, I think we're about to see some of that in the state of Virginia. So every single seat is up for election on November 5th. Um, Our organization has spent about two and a half million dollars in the state. But on top of that, we have been out there canvassing, getting out the vote, making calls, knocking doors, um, even in torrential downpours. Uh, These women are determined to flip the makeup of Virginia, which we lost by four seats in the last election, to be what we call, again, a gun sense majority. And, you know, I think the outcome of some of these elections next month could really point the rest of the country in the right direction and to show lawmakers that when you do the right thing, we'll have your back. But when you don't, we'll have your job. Hmm. Uh, Lily? 
Yeah, I completely agree that there's a lot going on, uh, a lot of state and local elections coming up in 2019, also early earlier in 2020 uh, before the November election. So I'm definitely keeping an eye on what happens there uh, and also seeing, too, um, you know, how are voters on a larger scale, um, how enthusiastic are they when it comes to candidates? Because it's not just about, you know, who's favored to win. It's also about who's actually getting out there, as Shannon was saying, and knocking doors, phone banking, doing all of that really heavy lifting that makes the difference. Hmm. Uh, my guests are Shannon Watts, the founder of Moms Demand Action, and Lily Herman, founder of Get Her Elected, which helps progressive women candidates win elective office. We're talking about the power of women as voters, as political organizers, as candidates, something we saw really take off in a different way than we'd seen more recently uh, in 2018. And we're talking about what will happen in 2020 when there is a presidential election and many other choices that we will have to make at the ballot box. Uh, We've noticed when we have these kinds of political conversations on the show that we usually get mostly male callers. All of our callers are people we appreciate, but we'd really like to hear from more women on these topics. So what do you think about what's going on uh, politically right now? Do you feel more engaged in politics since 2016? Did that election or the historic wave of women voters and candidates in the 2018 midterms motivate you to get more involved in these issues? How do you think our country would look if women were represented equally in politics or maybe proportionally, which would give them the majority of control in our politics. As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we'll work you into the conversation. We especially would love to hear from women who are doing things differently now than they were in 2016. Is there a group that you've started? Is there an effort that uh, is underway that you're a part of that you weren't before? Or uh, is there a candidate that you've decided to go work for because uh, you're so enthusiastic uh, about them? Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Uh, Shannon and Lily, I want to give you guys a chance to talk about the organizations you're involved in. Lily, how did Get Her Elected come about? A great question. So Get Her Elected was founded at the end of 2016, beginning of 2017. I had personally worked on various campaigns, had volunteered, done the canvassing efforts, you know, phone banked, done all of, of those efforts over the years. And I kept noticing that there are a lot of amazing, incredible organizations popping up that you know, inspire women to run for office, recruit them to run. But unfortunately, just due to bandwidth and a lack of resources, a lot of women are sort of uh, left to their own devices or left on their own as soon as they actually jump into these races. And when it comes down to it, unfortunately, money is a big deal in our politics. And a lot of women and people who would be excellent uh, to be, you know, representing constituents in the U.S. just don't have the funds to uh, catch up to you know, current incumbents or, or, you know, people who just have, frankly, more money. So Get Her Elected essentially is uh, an organization that offers the opportunity for volunteers to offer their skills pro bono to progressive women running at the local, state and federal levels. So we sort of help close that gap where, you know, uh, a woman might say, hey, you know, I need to design a website. I don't have the money to afford, you know, a $10,000, $20,000 um, you know, website designer, 
whereas someone with a lot more money might, um, mm-hmm. or someone who's more established. So we sort of fill in those gaps to to level that playing field for for progressive women. Yeah, and uh, how has that? been going? I mean, uh, can you point to things that you would say are signs of success? Yeah. So we have over 3,500 volunteers, and these are people based all over the U.S. and every state. Uh, We have worked with over 500 women uh, since January of 2017. Over 50 of them won their races in 2018 alone. Uh, And again, I think, like I said before, the exciting thing is that these are women winning at all levels of government. So it's showing there's not just a push at the federal level to have more women in office. We're seeing women really come out in force to be the ones running their communities, not just behind the scenes now, but also in those seats. And same for the state legislatures. Hmm. Uh, Shannon, talk about Moms Demand Action, how you started it and the kinds of things that the organization does to promote gun reform. So for me, I got off the sidelines in the uh, December of 2012, and that was because of the Sandy Hook school shooting in Newtown, Connecticut. And I think so many other women and mothers had the same idea I did that day, which was we really need a Mothers Against Drunk Driving, but for gun safety. And really that was the origin of Moms Demand Action. But at this point, you know, we're not just looking at mass shootings or school shootings, which are only really about 1% of the gun violence in this country. It's the daily gun homicides, gun suicides in city centers and rural communities that is tearing at the fabric of the communities of our country. And so we work on solutions, mostly at the state level, because, uh, you know, we've learned that this work ends in Congress. It's not necessarily where it begins. And so we work to pass stronger gun laws like background checks, uh, red flag laws, disarming domestic abusers. But at the same time, we have to stop the NRA's agenda uh, in every single state house. So we have to show up to stop bills like arming teachers or allowing stand your ground or forcing guns onto college campuses. And we have about a 90% track record of beating those bills back. Uh, Last year, we killed over a 1,000 NRA bills across the country. Um, And that's because we've created a grassroots army of women. Uh, We have uh, several hundred thousand full-time volunteers like myself, and uh, we have about six million supporters. So in in the last seven years, we've become not just the largest gun violence prevention group, but we're one of the largest grassroots movements in the country. Mm. Uh, The the question of gun violence, of course, is something that people are – Talking about a lot and thinking about a lot as as we see mass shootings sort of uh, occur over and over uh, again. Um, was it the, the 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 sort of mass shooting increase that that you think gave power to the idea of moms demand action, or is this even bigger than that? Well, I think it's two things. One, I do think it's the gun violence in this country, and and it isn't just people who've been impacted by gun violence. So many of our volunteers come to us because they're young or new moms, and their kids, as young as toddlers, are having to go through lockdown drills, and they realize that that's unacceptable, it's senseless, it's preventable. And so we have a steady stream of volunteers uh, coming into the organization. But I also think our brand uh, empowers women to take on one of the most powerful special interests that's ever existed. Um, I often hear that the red Moms Demand Action shirts make them feel like superheroes. <laughs> and when you talk about women for running for office, many of our volunteers are realizing they want to move from not just shaping policy, but to making it. And last, or in the last election in 2018, uh, 40 of our volunteers ran for office, 
everything from city council to Congress, 17-1, including Lucy McBath, who is the new congresswoman from Georgia. She won New Gingrich's old seat, Mm -hmm. and she's also a gun violence survivor. Wow. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about the role that uh, women are playing in politics now and will play in the 2020 elections. And we want to hear from you, especially from women who we've noticed on this program don't always call when we're talking about political issues. Uh, We like to have calls from everybody, of course, but we'd really like to hear from more women on these topics. So what do you think? Uh, Do you feel more engaged in politics since 2016? Are you gearing up for something specific in 2020? Uh, Something that's got you motivated? Uh, Give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Of course, they are open to everyone. Uh, Again, 313-577-1019. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. My guests are Shannon Watts, who's the founder of Moms Demand Action. Also with us is Lily Herman. She's the founder of Get Her Elected, which helps progressive women candidates win elective office. We are talking about the power of women as voters, as candidates, as activists going into the 2020 elections. We saw in 2018... Women turn out in record numbers. We saw women elected in record numbers. And we have seen since then a growing movement of women uh, attaching to uh, many issues and giving power to those issues going into 2020. Uh, of course, we want to hear from you during this conversation, and especially if you are a woman, a woman who has uh, sort of found new power in politics or activism since 2016 or in the 2018 midterm elections, uh, what are the things that are motivating you as we get ready for 2020 and the presidential election? What are the issues that you're thinking about and what are you doing about them? Are you uh, engaged in activism that you weren't before? Is the president's behavior something that has inspired you to become more involved, more engaged with politics. Uh, As always, the number on the phones here is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, Lily and Shannon, I want to talk a little about the way that we see some women being treated once they actually get some power. Think about the squad, for instance, this group of uh, first-term congresswomen and the reaction to them. Uh, I think the point there is to intimidate and to, to make women feel like uh, if they do stand up, uh, they'll be subject to not just harsh uh, criticism, but, uh, but to threats, which uh, all of the members of the squad have been, uh, have been dealing with. I wonder if you can talk about how the activism you're involved in sort of uh, thinks about these, uh, these reactions to, to, to women using their voices. Shannon, I'll start with you. 
Well, certainly that has been an issue for us uh, on the issue of gun safety. Uh, the threats of death, sexual violence to me, to my daughters, started immediately when I began the Moms Demand Action Facebook page. Um, and many of our volunteers get these threats uh, online, but they're not just online. They're also offline. Uh, for example, we attend events across the country, and we're often surrounded by mostly men who are open-carrying handguns or semi-automatic rifles. And the point is to intimidate and silence us. Uh, and we decided a long time ago, I think, as an organization that you know, if we lose our children or our loved ones to gun violence, we have nothing left to lose. And so we will not be silenced or intimidated by these gun extremists. But that is, is certainly something that, that is always in our minds when we're doing anything. Hmm. Uh, Lily? Yeah, I think uh, my organization, from candidate, the candidate side of things, we see a lot of candidates obviously dealing with sexism on the trail, um, racism on the campaign trail. Ageism comes up a lot, uh, especially for younger candidates. You know, they're being asked how could you run if you're only 30 uh, versus, you know, 60 or 70? Um, so we, we see all of that a lot uh, and candidates deal with that in, in all sorts of ways. Um, I'd say to the organization as a whole, uh, I personally deal with a lot of people asking, you know, why are you only helping progressive women? Why not all women? Why not Republican women? Um, to which, you know, I sort of have to respond, you know, first of all, there are lots of organizations out there that help different women across the political spectrum, whether those organizations are uh, explicitly partisan in what they do or nonpartisan. But on top of that, uh, you know, it, for me, it has to be about I want to see more women elected who, uh, you know, believe in the same things I do. And so that's why we focus on a particular uh, a particular part of the political spectrum. Yeah. Uh, what about the issues that you think will be motivating women and women voters in particular next year? Uh, obviously, the president's behavior and the, the entire profile, I guess, that he's made for himself uh, since he started running for president is is incentive for many people to get more involved or be more focused. Uh, but what are some of the other things that uh, that you see dominating the discussion over the next uh, several months? Shannon? Well, I, I think for us, our organization is solely focused on the issue of gun safety. And when all of these national shooting tragedies occurred in August, um, we heard from the Senate that there would be some kind of action. And there has been absolutely nothing done. Uh, and it is our job to hold lawmakers accountable when they sit on their hands uh, and, and Americans die. And so we have said, you know, if they think that they can slow walk this issue or it will go away, momentum will dissipate, um, they've got another thing coming. And they will, in fact, be held to pay at the ballot box. And we have to prove that, uh, not just at the federal level, but at the state level as well. And so that's really what we're focusing all of our human and financial resources on in the next year. Hmm. Uh, Lily? I think, yeah, in addition to gun violence being a, a huge one, uh, we see, we're seeing people who are uh, organizing around things like climate change. Obviously, uh, abortion and sort of reproductive rights are, is another huge kind of bucket that women in particular uh, care deeply about, health care. And I think in general, there's this real sense of uncertainty. And a lot of women are, are asking, you know, we're in this mess because of uh, the fact that we have a lot of uh, you know, legislative bodies that are uh, majority men, particularly older, white, wealthier men, and, and asking how do we actually change that? So I think it's, it's not just specific issues necessarily. There's also this greater sense of, you know, how do we how do we change the cultural tide as well? That really is motivating a lot of people to put in the hours and put in the work. Mm. 
Uh, Shannon, I wonder if you can talk about uh, the specific focus of your group on moms, right? This idea mm-hmm. that that moms have a special interest in in gun reform, gun legislation um, that sort of fits with with this question of what's motivating women right now, uh, the things that are particular to uh, their point of view or their experiences? Well, for me, you know, Mothers Against Drunk Driving was incredibly influential in my life as a teen uh, growing up in the 80s. And it really changed the entire face of what was acceptable uh, when you would have a drink and get behind the wheel of a car. Uh, and people who chose to do that became social pariahs. Um, and and our job is to take that model and apply it to this issue, which is if you are negligent or irresponsible gun owner, um, there should be similar consequences. And for me, the obvious uh, person to take on that job is moms in this country. Um, and, you know, if you look at the front lines of activism, starting with prohibition, uh, women were allowed to get involved because temperance was considered a Christian value. And really, they've never been able to put that genie back in the bottle. <laughs> women have continued to be on the front lines of activism all the way up to the water crisis in Flint, Michigan. Uh, so to me, it was really about a complete juxtaposition with the fact that the gun lobby had made this very vocal minority of gun extremists afraid their guns would be taken away. But there's 80 million moms in this country, regardless of political party, we're all afraid our children will be taken away. Mm. And so that was really what what spoke so powerful to, powerfully to me. I, I hope that we get to a place um, where women have more political power, as the saying goes, if you don't have a seat at the table, you're probably on the menu. Uh, but right now, the, the two main levers of power that we have uh, are vote, where the majority of the voting electorate, but also our spending power, because we make about 80% of the spending decisions for our families. And so right now, because that's what's most pragmatic, those are the levers of power we're pulling. Hmm. Uh, Lily, a similar question to you. Do you feel like uh, the national tide, this national growth of women interested in politics, voting, running for office, gives real power to to your efforts to to get her elected. Is it is it uh, is it reflecting uh, this national this national trend? Absolutely. I mean, that you know, whenever I get emails from people who are interested in volunteering, because we do ask them to fill out you know a brief. Uh, message box, a lot of them do say, I'm just angry and don't know where to put that energy or, or that kind of rage that's within within me. And I want to do it in a productive way. Uh, I think also something that I've learned, which you know wasn't necessarily my intention when I started Get Her Elected, but has really become clear is in our current system and the way that we do political campaigning, uh, it sort of shuts out a lot of people. So for instance, a lot of our volunteers are stay-at-home moms who don't necessarily have the ability to go out and canvas for long periods of time. We have people who are you know, taking care of relatives or other loved ones who can't necessarily leave the house and leave someone without care. We have retirees who yeah, are saying, I, I might not be the most social or most able to go out and, and walk around canvassing, but I, let's say, worked in strategic communications for 40 years and have all that experience to give a candidate. So I think it's really giving a lot of different types of people uh, a way into 
what I think has long been a very kind of mysterious and opaque part of of our uh, political system is how do you actually run? Who actually runs those campaigns? And what does that sort of person, quote unquote, look like? Mm. Uh, so both of you are going to be featured speakers at this year's Net Impact Conference, which is happening today through Saturday at the TCF Center. I want to give both of you a chance to talk about what you are going to say to the crowd there. Shannon? I'm really going to talk about um, the need to get active and how you get active. Uh, and sort of, you know, I've, I've recently written a book. It was called Fight Like a Mother. And, and the book I wrote for three reasons, and, and I'll be outlining my talk similarly, which is part memoir to talk about what it's like to be the tip of the spear on such a volatile issue mm-hmm. in this country, not polarizing, because the vast majority of Americans support stronger gun laws, but it can certainly be volatile. Um, part manual. You know, I really want people to understand how we created Moms Demand Action and to be able to replicate that in their neighborhoods or their communities or their states on whatever political issue they're passionate about. And then the third reason was really part manifesto, which is that women are qualified to hold elected office. Um, I always say that if you spend much time at your state house, uh, 80% of, of lawmakers there are men. Uh, they're not rocket scientists. I mean, <laughs> this is certainly something that women are qualified to do mm-hmm. just by the fact that they have a history of volunteering right. or being in the workplace. So really to get women to move from not just shaping policy, but to making it. Yeah, uh, Lily? Yeah, I think to, uh, to that point, I really hope that I get to speak to younger people about the fact that, you know, you don't need to wait your turn to enact change and also that you don't necessarily need to go through traditional channels. Get Her Elected started with a single tweet and has been (laughs) built entirely online, mostly through social media. So you can do whatever you want in this era and, and you should absolutely go for it. Okay, Shannon Watts and Lily Herman, thanks very much for being here with us on Detroit Today. All right, that's gonna do it for us today. Tune in tomorrow. We're going to talk about Wayne State University's announcement that it is going to allow Detroit high school graduates to attend the university tuition free. And we'll talk with Pistons courtside announcer John Mason about the new season. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.